If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. When the sun goes down, all the monsters come out to play. But even a monster needs something cool to listen to in the dark. Welcome to Geo After Dark. Hi, this is Mel Heflin, actress and model, and you're listening to Geo After Dark. Yes, it's that time once again. But yours truly, Geo Braun, here on Geo After Dark. Thanks for joining me, and this is episode number 51. 51, wow. Go figure, huh? <laughs> I know I said that number 50, but it just kind of blows my mind I'm still doing this. Although I do see why. You know, it's kind of fun to kind of delve into my own mind a bit. Seeing what's in there, kind of jingle some things around. Oh, look, I found loose change. But... There's something else I want to talk about tonight. Something very, I don't know, just something that's been on my mind a little bit this past week. Now, I've been doing this project and that project and this project and that project. I've been very excited about it. Things have been slowly but surely coming around. And I enjoy when things come around. Hell yeah! Nevertheless, uh... You know, I had somebody ask me, not too long ago, as a matter of fact, this past week. They said upon reading my stories, Why do you like horror? Well... Shit. I've explained that before in this podcast, why I enjoy horror so much. It's... A part of me. It's a part of what I grew up with. It's a part of what I enjoy. And above all, I like my monsters. It made me want to delve into it a little deeper. You know, the funny thing about what I do, and this is what I kind of brought up to the person who had asked me about it, because they saw some other stuff I did, and it's not horror, it's not monster based, it's more, um, you know, family friendly, it's fun. And it has its place as well in my world, sure, but... Oh, no, when it comes right down to it, I enjoy the horror aspects. Um, so much so that like, I tried to explain. When I'm doing my stories, when I'm creating my world, if you will, my own universe, I'm not trying to scare, really. It's not a matter of scare. For me... 
a lot of this is a reassessment of myself. A lot of it is uh, my work. I don't know, almost as a letter of confession in the form of images that may seem horrific. And I put a horrific twist on it, of course, I guess, but it's not meant to be just pure horror. Now, the funny thing about it is my stories are not just stories. They are the inner workings of my past. I've just put them into a fantastic or supernatural twist. These are stories that I can't tell anybody. These are stories that are my own. These are stories that are my history. These are my wonder years. But the thing of it is, is I want to tell these stories. I guess it's the Gabriel in me. If you read any of my stories, Gabriel is an angel and kind of a protagonist in a way, sometimes an antagonist. He's, he's a big mouth. He's a blabbermouth in my stories. He tells the secrets that aren't supposed to be told and in the process of which starts a domino effect with the human race and understanding their creator, L. So the funny thing about it is, for me, my stories are really just a way of telling things I know, things that have happened to me in a format that I can really get it out there. I don't have to keep it inside. And at the same time, too, I'm still keeping those secrets in a way. So some creators are very, uh, you know, interpretive of their work. I like to go on an examination adventure, I guess is one way to put it. Indeed. I will take what I like to tell and I twist it a bit and I turn it into something that can go into this universe where secrets can be told and things can be understood. No, be afraid, be very afraid. I like to take people on an adventure. I like to take people on a ride. You pay your ticket and you get inside and the next thing you know, there's no going back. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. And for me, the stories that these characters I've created, again, they're not always characters I've created. They're interpretations sometimes of characters that have gone throughout history as myth and legend. Um, the character of Lilith, for me, was one of my bravest undertakings because even though not a lot is known about her, there is what is known I had to really kind of pay homage to, in a sense, but at the same time delve into it a little more, dissect it a little more, come up with a character that would be interesting for me to bring out. And she is by far one of my favorite characters. Lilith, if you're listening to this day, you're still amazing. But the thing about it is, with these characters like Lilith, I really wanted to delve in who could they be in her case, after 10,000 years of walking the earth, 
Who are they? Why are they? Do they even know anymore? Do they even care anymore? I wanted to bring out the darkness that's in these characters and I wanted to really show people what that darkness could do to a character that is considered supernatural, larger than life, and what have you. But at the same time, make them likable, make them entertaining. You can't just put one spin on a character always. Sometimes they have to have multifaceted layers, like an onion at uh, TGI Fridays. You have to open that shit up. You have to go inside. You have to delve in and see what else is in there. Hopefully there's not much more than onion in that case, but... Oh, that's nasty. In this case, there's a lot of different layers of a character. And they're very different personalities, different personas. Lilith is by far one of the most interesting because she has been through the ringer. She's come out the other side, and then she decided, I liked it so much, I'm going to go through it again. She's been around for 10,000 years in my stories. She's done everything. She's seen everything twice, three times, 10,000 times. And to her, she is metaphysical. She is there, but she's not there, you know? Um, how do I create a character like that? How do I build a character like that? What does that character really signify in the grand scheme of everything that I'm doing here with these stories? Why does she exist? These are all questions I try to delve into to try to make it really interesting for people to understand and enjoy. horror that I create for my stories really comes about, I think, the most impressive type of horror, um, or what is considered horror. Again, I'm not trying to create horror stories, but the idea of horror that people are understanding from these, I really like to bring out in the form of modern day life. Um, what people understand at this very moment is gonna be the closest thing to them in most cases. Most people understand their day-to-day -day world. So to actually bring something that is not day-to-day -day into that world, I twist it, I turn it on its side, and I kind of screw it in slowly, kind of like you do to pull out a cork. And slowly but surely it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger inside that cork until eventually it's all the way inside. And it's delving around, fishing, trying to pull something out, trying to get the goodness out of it, if you will. And that's what I really like to do with these stories that I'm creating. I like to turn that cork screw, and I like to get it deeper inside. And the goodness that you're going to get is a story that is going to really probably fuck with your head a little bit. I've had people who completely got fucked up by my stories. It's exciting. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Someone really, you know, someone's really thought about my stories to that level. That's fantastic. Hell yeah! Unfortunately, sometimes people get a little carried away. I've had my share of interesting characters who don't think that what I do are stories at all. They think that there are some kind of things that I really do know, you know, things that are real. And they, they've kind of blurred that line between reality and storytelling. Understand something. My stories are just that. They're not a reality. What? 
we've got here is failure to communicate. I think some people really get a little too involved with that. Um, so just understand that fact. These are people who don't understand the difference between reality and fiction. Yeah. So it is something to, to consider when you're reading my stories. But I like to create adventures that I would like to go on myself. It's been said over and over. Do what you know. You know, when you're writing a story, when you're telling a story, tell something you know. Tell something you're, you're very familiar with. You know it like the back of your hand. Well, this world is actually very... It's very uh, much a horrid place. It's a scary place. Turn on your local news at 11, and I guarantee you're going to see some shit that are just going to boggle your mind of why people would even do such things. There's a madness in them. There is something inside of them that is not right. And all you got to do is look at it right there in HD, high def, and see it for yourself. Man's got to know his limitations. The real world is a horrific place. Now, here's the funny thing is that it's always been a horrific place. It's always been a scary place. It's always been bloody and gross and horrible. People have a tendency to be horrible to each other. Indeed. We have that capability and we take it to the limits. That is who we are. At least that's one aspect of who we are is a race. But what I like to do with my stories is take a horrific situation like life and turn it on its side by bringing something in that couldn't possibly happen, couldn't possibly be real. You look at that and you just, you can't imagine what you would do in that situation, but you'll try to imagine what you'll do in that situation. You try to think, wow, what would I do if I was tied to a chair and a zombie was about to eat me? Oh my. What would I do if I'm just waking up out of a dead sleep and I'm laying next to a vampire who's gonna feed on me? This was a very normal situation, you know? I just had a great time with a beautiful, lusty, sexy girl. And now, she's devouring me. Literally, physically eating my flesh. Hooray! And for me, that is something I like to delve into. That is the real horror for me. It's taking that situation that is normal everyday life, like... I'm sitting there paying my bills and everything's fine. Then all of a sudden, my whole world is turned upside down. You know why? Because that is people's worst fear. You have it turned upside down in a supernatural way. And it becomes such a fantastic story that you just can't help but learn more. I love to create art. There is a certain sense of beauty. There's a certain sense of romance in the 
passion that envelops the process of art. It means the world to me to actually bring that through and actually just show people that there's still beauty. And with my art and my graphic novels, it comes down to I need to show that whole adventure take form, take you on that wild ride, but then bring you back out the other side. I don't like to leave people hanging. I really don't. But at the same time, too, you need to tell a story that you need to keep... You need to keep them coming back for more, you know? Just when you think everything's fine and dandy or about to end, there's that one little piece. But what about this? And it's that one little piece that really you, you can sink your teeth into that much more and makes you want to see what happens next with these characters. They just went through this whole roundabout experience and came out the other end with a sense of humanity, with a sense of trust, or a sense of belief, or almost a faith, not a religious faith, but a faith that things can work out okay, that things are tough, but things can be okay at the end of it all. But still, that darkness is still out there. The news will come back on the next night at 11 o'clock, or 6 o'clock, whenever. There's that constant fear. That fear grips me as an artist. That fear is right there. It's the pit of my stomach. It sits there and it waits. It waits for me to fail. It waits for me to wonder. It waits for me to question. Am I good enough? Is this real enough? Can I go on doing what I love to do? That fear loves me. That fear loves those moments. And it is my job as an artist and as a creator to bitch slap that fear right back in its place. To make it my full-on bitch. Hell yes! And keep it there at the bottom. Chained to a wall. And keep on going and do what I love to do. That's what I do. So, I guess for me... It's not horrific what I do as far as scary stories. They're not scary to me. These stories are a world where the horrific do happen. But I like to take that traveling tour all through that roller coaster and realize that there's more to life. You've come out on that other side of things. You've come out feeling a sense of understanding. You know? I like to bring that story full circle. And I like to bring out the humanity, both in man's and otherwise. That's just the way I like to work. And sometimes I draw Disney pictures too. Eh, you know, I do it all. <laughs> Anyways, that is this episode number 51. Geo After Dark. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. And if you do, um, go to everything else I do at brawngraphics.com. B-R-A-W-N-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.com. That's my website where you're going to see everything I do from commission work 
to logo designs and, and other stuff like that, uh, my graphic design art. You're going to see everything I do in terms of pinup art, uh, which is Geo's Vixens. And Geo's Vixens is my salute to pinups. And uh, this month's pinup for the month of April, Ms. April is Loretta Vamps, a beautiful uh, model who actually also does a lot of her own costumes and cosplay and designs. Um, all kinds of cool stuff. So check her out. Uh, Loretta Vamps on Geo's Vixens. Ms. April. Also check out all kinds of stuff I do on Patreon. Go to patreon.com and if you can, please donate. I know I'd appreciate it. It's a website basically based for artists so that they can actually derive revenue from people who like their art. I'm an indie artist. I don't get money from any kind of corporation or company for what I do. I just keep on doing what I do and try to make some money at doing what I do. So if you can help, I would appreciate it. Patreon.com, look up Geo Braun, and if you can, donate. A dollar, five dollars, whatever you can do. I have enough right now that uh, could get me actually a large pizza, which is exciting, um, monthly. Hooray! But uh, I would like to actually have a little more if I could. I'd like to go out and do some more conventions and more cons and all kinds of goodness and events and so forth. And I'd like your help if you can. So please go to patreon.com and donate. And uh, also, too, if you do like what I do, check out Deep Inside the Pirate Office. Now, this is my YouTube show or um, on my YouTube channel, uh, Geo Braun. And uh, I'm actually going to be working on a new episode very, very shortly this week. Uh, this episode is going to deal with another cool find here in the pirate office, and I'll talk all about it. So check it out deep inside the pirate office. And with that, I hope you're having a great week. Good night, America, wherever you are. Friends of the Illuminati. All celebrity voices were impersonated. No duh.